Thank you for joining Manners and Other Matters, the podcast which brings you all the insights you need to navigate the intricate world of modern manners and elegant living. I'm your host, Louise Percy, and I'm delighted to be your guide on this journey towards a more refined and gracious way of life. I'm here to share my knowledge and insights with you, and I will also be bringing in a lineup of experts from the worlds of etiquette and elegant living to share their wisdom and experiences. The art of etiquette isn't just about following a set of rigid, traditional rules. It's about fostering meaningful relationships, both in your personal and professional life. Whether you're dining with colleagues, entertaining guests, or simply striving for a more elegant lifestyle. Subscribe to Manners and Other Matters today, and let's explore the world of etiquette, manners, and the pursuit of elegance together. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of the Manners and Other Matters podcast. Happy New Year to you all. It's January here in Australia, it's still our holiday season, And so today what I'd like to speak about with you are some holiday entertaining tips with house guests and dinners and lunches and more. All of the things that go to make the holiday season so special for all of us. So the first thing I'd like to say is that whilst I am known to be quite the perfectionist, I do like to prepare if I have house guests arriving at my home in Perth their rooms, so that the minute they arrive, they feel that I've put some effort in and that they are so welcomed. If I know my guests well, which quite often I do, I know their favourite flowers and I will have organised them in their rooms as long as there's no scent. You don't need to have that strong perfume in a bedroom or a bathroom. I will have chosen my favourite Elemis bath toiletries for them and ensure that the linen is crisp, the beds are looking wonderful, so that when they arrive, they just feel like they want to throw the bed covers back and jump in. But all of this doesn't happen without planning. And for those of you that know me, you would know that I call it the Percy Institute 5Ps. Prior preparation prevents poor performance. And so let's go through what I do do. So not only do I have the room's ready, but that just doesn't happen. I think about the colours that they would like. By knowing my guests, I do my preparation. So if my guests are staying one, two or three nights, for example, I organise all the essentials that they need and have a welcoming atmosphere. So always, when they arrive, whatever time of day it is, it's showing them to their room, letting them see where they can unpack, and then suggesting that when they're settled, they join me downstairs for, depending on the time of day, a bubble, a cup of tea, a latte, or whatever they would prefer, so that we can just get into the ambience, particularly if people have come from, you know, an airport or they've had a long drive. I love to have decorating ideas for the holiday season, and when I say this, I'm actually also thinking about the fact that I'm really fortunate in that I have a beach house 100 kilometres north of Perth. And so I entertain there just as much as I do here at my home in Perth, Western Australia. And so the decor to me is always really important 
Here in Perth, I'm really lucky in that I have a, a lovely outdoor area with a swimming pool. So the house is always filled with flowers and I prefer white and green in summer here in Western Australia because it seems to somehow lift off and complement the beautiful blue skies we have. I have flowers throughout the house and I have towels for people around the pool which are actually complementing the colours of the house. Now that might seem a bit extraordinary, but not really because the colours of the house are mainly blue and white or neutral, so it actually makes it really easy. But prior to all of the fun bits of establishing their rooms and organising where they're going to stay at the beach house and where they're going to stay in Perth, I do my preparation as I've mentioned. So I always look at things like dietary requirements, dietary preferences. And this is particularly important if your friends that are coming to stay with you bring another friend. And so you don't want to have anybody feeling uncomfortable. If people say to me, Louise, I'm a strict vegan, may I bring my own food? I would always say yes. And in the meantime, I would try and accommodate with all the general foods that I'm preparing, the menus, something that's going to be comfortable for them if they would just want to join in with what we're having. It's one of the things these days that organising that comfort level for your guests with their dietary requirements has just become a vital component of making your guests feel comfortable. But the other thing is knowing what your friends like in terms of mood, atmosphere. And so I always enjoy mixing up my playlists, giving my guests some choices, and then asking my partner Brian to organise the lighting. He's absolutely fabulous at that. And so, as I mentioned, in Perth we have the pool, so he will organise all the evening lighting around the pool because quite often, obviously, we can sit out there for cocktails before dinner or even dinner in the courtyard, which is just lovely. So I like to balance traditional and personal style. Quite often people, when they're staying with you, do enjoy the traditions that they're going to expect, being told when the dinners are, so on and so forth, what they can do to help, what you would like them to do as an activity if they want to join in with you. And so I always do let my guests know in advance what activities I'm suggesting so that they can obviously pack accordingly. And here it necessarily involves, in the summer here in Perth, beach trips, river trips, kayaking, some light hikes before it gets too hot. And always, of course, as a good hostess, I supply fly repellent because the Aussie bushfly is a very unnecessary guest at most of our gatherings, I might tell you. So whether or not my guests are here in Perth or they're up at the beach house in Gilderton, it's exactly the same, except that there is one little difference. Here in Perth, I have bathrooms for bedrooms. In Gilderton, it's a 1970s renovated fibro home and there is one bathroom for three bedrooms. So for those of you not used to that, it takes a bit of getting used to. But this is where the etiquette comes in. Because the etiquette of sharing the loo when you have house guests 
is to have the door closed, obviously, when you're using it. And I have a little label on the door that says toilette. And if you're in there, you turn it around. And when you're not, you open it up again. So people know that the loo is either in use or not, instead of just having to knock on the door. This might seem a bit archaic to those of you that have grown up in homes with a bathroom for every bedroom. But you know, back in the 1970s, it was very normal. And somehow or other, we all survived it. And it's a real way, when you do have house guests, of getting to know each other through respect, consideration, and empathy for each other. So when I have my guests and I'm entertaining, obviously I do menu plan. Because particularly if we're at the beach house, there are very few shops there. There's a a little general store that doesn't offer much. So I always shop in advance, knowing what my guest dietary requirements are. And obviously understanding also that if they do want to bring their own food, I will make sure that I have refrigeration space for them. So the the needs to accommodate special diets are very obvious, but I still also try and have at every meal something that everybody's going to enjoy. I do obviously cater for lactose-free and gluten-free and that sort of thing. And for people that don't like seafood or don't eat red meat or whatever it is. And I enjoy that. And the other thing I always do is even if I've obviously accommodated for all of the food that I think we're going to require, I do ask my guests to actually chip in and get one of them chopping the salad or making the salad with the tomatoes and whatever it is, getting one of the men to help Brian on the barbecue. I don't mean that's actually just a man's job, but Brian loves doing the barbecue. I think everybody wants to be involved if they're actually on a holiday. They don't want to be waited on hand and foot. And that's what actually allows the atmosphere to come through. And whilst I'm talking about just the beach house here, it's exactly the same as what I do here in Perth. Because quite often my menus include things like risottos, which have to be actually stirred and nurtured and loved in front of your guests. And so I'll have my guests hovering around me around the kitchen bench and I'll have lovely little aperitifs for them or some antipasta plate or whatever, so they can be talking to me while I'm stirring. I think it's all part of the the holiday spirit to not have to do everything on your own. But ladies and gentlemen, everything that you do needs to have your own level of elegance about it. And you can't be elegant with your entertaining, with the fact that If you're cooking, something spills all over the dress you were going to wear all night and you need to go and do a rechange. Just go with the flow, but you can't do that unless you're well enough prepared. So I really can't stress strongly enough that elegance is simplicity, but elegance is also organisation, which makes it very much for me a catch cliche that elegance is an attitude. So dealing with unexpected, situations with poise is sometimes interesting. I don't know about you, but I regularly find that the holiday season, certainly after the festive season, brings up a few bits and pieces that people would perhaps not normally bring up unless they've had a few Chardonnays or champagne or whatever it is. 
And if you actually have people who become a little bit upset about a conversation, upset with their partner or whatever it is, what do you do? Well, I would say handle it with graciousness. Now, that's a very, very old-fashioned word. But if you have a couple who are really having a bit of a bust-up over the holiday season at your home with other guests, it can be really awkward. So my advice is always to quietly take each of them aside, not while the other one's looking, and just actually say to them, we're having such a lovely time. Do you want to hold this off for later? I can see that you're both a bit upset about it, but I'd so appreciate it. And they will. But these are the things that that actually come up. So it's a matter of, as an elegant host or hostess, handling it with poise and graciousness and empathy. Because sometimes it is the holiday season that brings out bits and pieces that people want to talk about with each other. Quite often I'm asked, what do you do about games if people want to play games and you're not a games sort of host or hostess? Well, I do always provide games, I must say, particularly here in summer because it can get too hot to be in the pool or too hot to be down at the beach or too hot to be playing tennis or whatever it is. So I always have games like chess and jigsaw puzzle and Monopoly, an absolute multi-generational favourite I've found over the years, and cards, so that people can actually move off and play games in the cool of the air conditioning if they want to. I also have in both my homes a quite well-stacked library. So there's fiction, there's non-fiction, needless to say, a number of etiquette books. So people can always go away with a book if they so feel. I always obviously have really good Wi-Fi so that people can do streaming if they want to of their favourite movies or or whatever it may well be. And I think that that's as important as a host these days as just about anything else. I wonder how many of you agree with me. So there are always activities. I think that people want that when they go away. Something to do. Some of those that are feeling absolutely jaded by the year, might just enjoy the ambience created by the lovely guest rooms you've provided, and that's perfect as well. So my key points for entertaining guests is to be yourself. Now, I choose to do all the things that I've mentioned to you in this short chat. You don't have to. That's just me. Be yourself. If you're Wanting to be far more relaxed about it all, do it. Because people are only going to be comfortable with you if you're comfortable yourself. So if you think my way of entertaining my guests and preparing for them is a bit over the top, good on you. It just so happens that that's the way I like to do it. But certainly at the beach house, there's a little less formality and people are really more laid back. I mean, we all go to the beach and we You know, we always provide an esky, we call it here in Australia, or a cool box full of drinks and so on and so forth. And we let people know what the latest weather report is for the beach with regard to the tides and the surf, etc. For those of you that aren't in Australia, we don't necessarily have to look at the shark attack rating if we've got guests, but we always do. We just don't necessarily mention it. 
And so I think it's you being comfortable will ensure that your guests are comfortable. It's a holiday together, after all. And so now I just want to mention a couple of questions I had from listeners. One of them was from somebody who entertains guests on a boat. And when the guests on the boat have a very small deck space and they have somebody that has a very strict dietary requirement, how do they manage that? Well, by saying, please bring your own cool box with the things that you really need. Please let me know what I can do to accommodate your requirements. But understand your cool box has got to be of this particular dimension because if you have a limited deck space, that's what you have to do. The other question was, what do I do if people say they want to bring their pets with them? And by pets in this particular instance, it was actually a dog and a cat. Well, I would always say, unfortunately, I can't accommodate your pets. Now, why is this? It's because I already have Emily with me. Emily is my Pomeranian. She's gorgeous. She's very, very other pet-friendly cats and dogs. But quite often the other cats and dogs aren't quite as friendly towards their hostess, fur kid in my Emily, and it causes problems. So just as I wouldn't ask if I could take Emily to stay over with friends, I think graciously when I say, I'm so sorry, I do apologise, but I just can't accommodate your pets here, is enough. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy entertaining your holiday guests. I'm going to put a sample menu of what I offer for a buffet-style shed situation when I'm at the beach house and being really casual, I hope you enjoy it. In the meantime, enjoy the remainder of your holiday season and I look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. Your time and attention are greatly appreciated and I hope you've found our discussion both enlightening and inspiring. If you've enjoyed our conversation and want to stay connected with us on this journey of elegance and refinement, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast platforms. And why not share the wisdom with your friends and family? Etiquette is best enjoyed when it's a shared experience after all. And for all the latest updates, behind-the-scenes moments and exclusive content, be sure to follow the Percy Institute on Facebook and Instagram. And please also do join my Facebook group. It's called The Elegance Club and you'll get exclusive offers and bonuses. Remember, the pursuit of a more elegant life is a continuous journey and I'm delighted to share your journey. Feedback and engagement mean the world to me here, so please keep those comments, questions and suggestions coming. I love hearing from you. So until next time, my dear listeners, stay graceful, Stay kind and may your life be filled with elegance and joy. Thank you for being a part of Manners and Other Matters. Goodbye for now.